0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield podcast. It's great to have you with me. I want to do something a little bit different in this podcast, but something that builds on what I talked about in the last episode of the Stephen Mansfield podcast. You may recall that I talked about the Tulsa riot in my last podcast. I did that because there's a lot of discussion of it. I wanted to add the historical facts that I had dug up. I wanted to commend it to you as something to pay attention to, something that could be a turning point in American history. And I frankly want to help encourage racial healing in our generation. Many of you heard me reference the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and said you didn't know anything about it, and it's so important that I want to do one additional podcast coming out of African-American history, um, and I, I'll do them again in the future. It's one of my academic specialties, but I I really am, am glad for the opportunity to spread a knowledge of what the Tuskegee syphilis uh, experiment was. The reason is that it's very relevant to what's going on today. It's not just about the racial reconciliation we need in our time, but it also explains why some African-Americans explains in part why some African-Americans are slow to get the vaccinations for COVID-19. Uh, we know that the African-American community is hesitant. It doesn't seem to trust the American medical establishment as much as perhaps some other ethnicities and, and uh, skin colors, so to speak. And so you we have to ask ourselves why. Well, this is one of the reasons why. I've heard people doing interviews on television, uh, African-Americans recently specifically reference the Tuskegee syphilis experiments. Now, They've been over for decades, but it lives in memory. So I want to tell this story briefly make sure that you know the salient facts and everybody who listens to this podcast you can imagine no matter your race no matter your ethnicity no matter your nationality uh, no no matter who you are what your gender is what your background is whether you're american or not i want you to be part of racial and ethnic healing in this generation and this podcast is committed to that so i don't mind taking another podcast to talk about this episode in american history that many of you particularly my foreign friends who are listening to this podcast may not know. The bottom line is this. First of all, let me tell you what Tuskegee is. Tuskegee was a university, now a university, originally a college, uh, founded by Booker T. Washington. Now, I don't usually sell books on this podcast, but I wrote a book on Booker T. Washington. I want to commend it to you. Talks about the university, talks about his life, talks about the pillars he built on. He's a hero of mine, and uh, and I want to commend that to you. So if you don't know anything about Tuskegee, and the name Booker T. Washington um, is more about the name of a musician, <laughs> than it is about uh, a man who led a university uh, I want you to I want you to maybe pick up that book or another book on, on his life he was the most famous black man of his generation first black man to dine in the White House with Theodore Roosevelt I could go on and on so I won't go into the details of Tuskegee but the bottom line is uh, by the time this Tuskegee syphilis experiment came along Tuskegee was a trusted african-american institution uh, Booker T Washington was long dead by that time more than 50 Fifteen years dead, but uh, this school was chosen as the location for this experiment because Tuskegee was a trusted uh, institution. So let's dive into some of the facts. Uh, this this experiment, this program, began in 1932, and it was initiated. Uh, by the forerunner of our modern Department of Health and Human Services. It was called the United States Public Health Service. It's the forerunner of our, basically, the, the department of our government that monitors medical and health services. Okay? And what happened was that they, a bunch of medical researchers, wanted to do syphilis experiments, experiments uh, as to the effects of syphilis and so there were there were they decided to run a program which analyzed the syphilis problems of black men now the the problem is that they let this experiment go on far too long they purposely misdiagnosed these men they did not tell them about their true condition they did not uh, treat them properly even when there was a remedy for syphilis they did not give it to them and the experiments went on for decades beyond the founding of a remedy so uh, the bottom line is that the researchers told their subjects, now this is as of 1932, the researchers told their subjects that the experiments would last for six months. They lasted for 40 years. Okay, uh, penicillin was was determined to be the solution for syphilis as of uh, certainly no later than 1947, but the reality is uh, that the researchers did not tell them in what was going on. There had been a local term around Tuskegee in that part of Alabama and nearby Georgia called bad blood, and it just was a, a weakness, a tiredness, a sexual dysfunction. It had a whole whole host of a whole matrix of of uh, symptoms, but when men came in with that bad blood, the medical researchers quickly knew that it was syphilis, but they weren't telling the men that. So they were doing tests for bad blood. They were bringing them back. They were keeping them, and um, um, they were monitoring them for years and years without ever actually treating it. Well, you can already imagine what happened. These men who had syphilis and didn't know it, by the way, they thought that they had some bad blood, um, something, something you know, locally, sl- almost slang language, bad blood, um, they went home and infected their wives. And as a result, uh, those wives uh, gave birth to children who had defects and problems because they they were conceived in a situation of syphilis. I'm not going to be overly technical here. Now, for In our generation, uh, we might conclude that syphilis is just a sexually transmitted disease. It doesn't sound that serious. And the reason, of course, is that we found the cure. But uh, I want you to consider that syphilis unchecked, syphilis untreated, syphilis without the benefit of penicillin could lead to blindness. It could cause a victim to lose his hearing. He could heart- suffer heart disease. He could actually go mad. A man could actually go mad as a result of it. Uh, There were a host of other ailments that could arise. I can't list all of them, but it certainly could lead to death. So consider now that these men were being monitored and being told maybe they were being treated for years, and yet they had syphilis and weren't being told that. Went home. Some of them infected their wives. Children were born with problems as a result. How many men? More than 400 men more than 400 men. And men died in the Tuskegee Syphilis Experiment. Think about it. Black men trusting the Tuskegee name because of its history, because of what it did, because of Booker T. Washington, went in, trusted these federal government medical people and their analysis, and they died as a result of it. Uh, Now, the evils of this thing did not end until 1972. And the only reason it did end uh, when it did was that uh, a a medical researcher, one of the staffers, uh, said enough, and he exposed it. Uh, He became a whistleblower and exposed it to the press. And the nation was horrified. They had no idea what was going on. So this sucker, this program continued from 1932 to 1972. Now, come on, 1972. I mean, I'm in high school at that point. So from, from the time of the, just to try to place it for you, from the time of the Great Depression, three years into the Great Depression, Uh, All the way until 1972. Think about that. I mean, many of you listening to this were alive at that point. Um, I was just in the early years of high school. I graduated in 76 from high school. So I'm in high school. Unbelievable. And so it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. These men were treated like lab rats. Uh, Now, of course, their descendants sometimes have problems, and there are other things that continue to be passed down through generations. Um, Thankfully, President Bill Clinton publicly apologized for it, said it was absolutely morally wrong, repug that should never have occurred in our nation. He was right, and I'm grateful that he did that. So I want you to consider that you're black, consider that you're in a family consider that your father says well you know they did experiments on black men at tuskegee uh, historically uh, you know the, you've heard the phrase hbcu historically black college or university this is one of the premier and earliest black colleges and universities one of the most prominent in our generation well i shouldn't say our generation in our in, in the and in maybe i should say in the 20th century and imagine that you're in a family and this, this knowledge is being passed down to you through your father, through your grandfather, or through your teachers, as it should be, by the way. And perhaps there are even family members, you know, ancestors who, who went through this, uh, this, this uh, syphilis, Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And perhaps death resulted. Perhaps madness resulted. Perhaps hearing loss resulted. Certainly sex, sexual dysfunction could have resulted. Uh, other, other sorts of things could have, could have caused tremendous problems. And this is what is passed down through your family line. This is what's passed down in schools. This is what's passed down to you uh, because you are a black man or a black woman. And imagine what that does. Do you trust the American medical establishment? Do you trust? The medical departments of your federal government? Are you eager to rush out and get a COVID-19 vaccination? Now I'm a I'm a white male, and I got my COVID vaccinations as soon as I could because you know what? I don't have much hesitation. I've already shared with you. Grew up in the military. Vaccinations were part of life. My parents didn't even have to sign a, sign permission. Man, we just went to school, got them, and then they herded us on into the into class at our at our Department of Defense schools that I grew up in all over the world. So for me, it was an easy choice. But I'm white. I'm a white male. I have no fear of those things. But if I was a black male or black female, certainly can understand why that would be of concern. I didn't have any ancestors in the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, but I have friends who did, and they're hesitant, and they're questioning. These are smart, well-read, well-educated people. but They do not trust the medical establishment because they don't believe the medical establishment in this country has the concerns of black Americans uppermost in their mind. Now, we can argue that forever, but the fact is they have a legitimate reason for thinking that, despite the fact that for their own health reasons, I'd love to get them past it or love to get this addressed in the country or whatever the solution is. The reason I'm telling you this story is that most of you don't know it. Most of you don't know that for 40 years, more than 400 black men were intentionally misdiagnosed, mistreated, denied medical solutions, denied the solution to a uh, malady, to a disease that could have meant their death and could have meant multiple forms of impairment before that death that got passed to women, got passed to children, that still is working down through some family lines. It affects people's attitudes towards the medical community. It affects people's fear about their own health. And it's a factor in American history. And by the way, me telling the story, one of the things that ought to do too is cause us to realize that, and and this is going to sound trite and maybe even silly to some of you, but the fact is we're not all living out of the same history. You know, we're not not all thinking about the history of our country in the same way. A white person might look at American history and say, wow, what great medical innovations we've had. Well, a black person wants to believe that perhaps, but they go, look at the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Look at that situation. That's that's not innovations doing us good. That's innovations being denied to us just want us to be compassionate about each other's experiences. I just want us to understand why people who are different from us have the perspectives, have the history, have the thinking, have the suspicions, have the concerns, have the lore, have the heritage that they do. Understanding, addressing, becoming, becoming champions for each other, becoming advocates for each other. This is what we need to be doing. So, you know what? Dig in to the Tuskegee syphilis experiment a little bit further. I've just given you the flyover, as I did with the Tulsa race massacre. But it's, these are important episodes uh, in the experience of black America, and they, they are therefore important episodes in the history of America as a whole. And we can't, we can't wipe them off the history page, but we can not address them. We can know them. We can honor the sacrifices. We can honor the suffering. We can make sure these things never happen again. And we can live in a tenderness and a sympathy that comes from knowing stories like this in all of our ethnicities. I could put down my iPad, change subjects, and talk to you about Native Americans. I could talk to you about Chinese in America and what they've endured. I could talk to you about Irish in America and what they've endured. It's not that our country's horrible, it's just that human nature frequently gives itself to evil. We should know it. We should know the specific episodes. We should battle it as best we can in this fallen world. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv